Hello and welcome to another edition of On the Road with Legal Talk Network. This is Lawrence Coletti and I'm the host for today's show, which is being recorded on location at the 2019 ABA annual meeting from San Francisco, the city where Tony Bennett left his heart. So, and joining me now, I have a special guest. I have ABA President Bob Carlson join us today. Hello, sir. Good morning, Lawrence. How are you doing? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Uh, San Francisco is one of my favorite stops in the uh, conference circuit and actually just personally visit. So I was really excited this year when I read that it was in San Francisco. So I just love dropping in. Well, we're glad that you're here and we're glad to visit with you this morning. Excellent, excellent. Well, so typical, you know, we, uh, typical to our interviews, we always ask our interviewees to, uh, you know, tell us where they work, what they do. And so I wanted to add a little uh, something extra to that. So in addition to that, because some of our listeners uh, don't know you and they're getting to know you over time, you know, where do you work? What kind of law do you practice? But also, if you wouldn't mind sharing with us your ABA resume. Well, I work in a three-person law firm in Butte, Montana, and um, I do mostly products, liability, uh, defense, and um a professional errors and omissions defense. Uh, with respect to the progression in the ABA, I've held a number of different positions. Um, started uh, officially with uh, a role as the state bar delegate to the ABA House of Delegates, uh, worked my way up to being a state delegate, uh, was on the Board of Governors uh, 2001 to 2004, um, went back in the House as a elected by the people right here at an annual meeting. Uh, actually, that one was in Hawaii, I think, uh, and got appointed to the Rules and Calendar Committee, which is uh, steering the main committee in the House that runs the ABA House of Delegates, which is our policymaking body. And from there, just sort of got encouraged to run for the chair of the House, uh, which oversees uh, the, the House of Delegates and is the number two office in the association. And Right after that, I ran for president-elect, and here I am. There you are. So that sounds like a lot of decades of uh, volunteer work. How many years uh, do you think? Uh, I started in the House uh, in 1999. Okay. So about 20 years. About 20 years. Wow, that's 20 years of volunteer. I think it's amazing. So, you know, the ABA, you know, obviously, I think I, I say this quite commonly, uh, you know, the ABA, I think the thing that impresses me the most about this organization is the high quality volunteer work and everybody's so dedicated. And it's just, I mean, 20 years of volunteering your time and now you're the president. So, uh, wow, you must have, uh, must have been really interesting at times. Well, it's, it's a very interesting experience. The best, I think, part about it is you get to meet people, great lawyers and their families from not just around the country, but around the world. And uh, we all share the same goals to make the profession better, to make this association better, uh, and to uh, serve the public we took an oath to serve better. So let's transition into this year's annual meeting. So obviously there's a lot of people in town here in San Francisco. And so I just want to take over some of the programs and talk about what's new. And so if we could just kind of get a brief overview of that, that would be wonderful. Happy to do it. Well, we have lots of great programming here at the annual meeting in San Francisco. Saturday evening or afternoon, we'll present the ABA medal to local San Francisco attorney, Dale Manami, who's a life long champion of the civil rights, primarily for Asian Pacific Americans, but also other minorities and also other vulnerable populations. Sunday evening, we'll have the pleasure of hosting Representative John Lewis from Georgia, uh, one of the 13 original freedom writers and a 17-term congressional leader. He will be awarded the Thurgood Marshall Award. 
Uh, we'll also unveil a project, the State of the Legal Profession, which is a comprehensive compilation of the demographics of the legal profession, and it's all in one handy place. Uh, we've got lots of other programming with respect to participation from Supreme Court justices uh, from around the country, uh, from professors uh, talking about the future of the profession, legal challenges that we face. And we'll also, we also have programming on immigration courts, uh, unintended consequences of student discipline, free speech, and new media. And all in all, we have about 650 events going on over the course of this week, culminating next week with the association's House of Delegates meeting, which will be Monday and Tuesday. Sounds pretty busy. It's very busy. Uh, as president, I'm hitting a lot of meetings every day from about six o'clock in the morning to late at night. Uh, it's pretty well scheduled and we try to get around to see all of the great volunteers that are doing the great work. So I heard a rumor that might make me sad. I was wondering if you could confirm this. So I heard this might be the American Bar Association's last visit for at least the foreseeable future to San Francisco. That's probably true. Uh, they were in a three, they were part of the three year rotation uh, and uh, because of um, logistics in this city and uh, opportunities elsewhere, uh, we're probably not going to be back here for a while. But you never know. These meetings and travel, are, both our staff and our volunteers that oversee that, that group are always looking at the best place to be and the best place to host the meeting. I do love San Francisco. I hope we get back here someday. But for the, ne ne the near future, no, no. Well, I hope we come back too. <laughs> so... Well, let's uh, let's transition into uh, let's transition to some of the topics that uh, we talked with you last time about uh, at the ABA mid-year meeting. We were in Las Vegas, and there were four primary ones that, uh, as I understand, there might be some updates on. So, we wanted to talk about wellness. We wanted to talk about uh, immigration, uh, pro bono opportunities, and natural disaster volunteering. And then, uh, I think very important uh, to this year is the membership benefits. So, uh, which one of those do you want to break off first? Well, let's start with lawyer well-being. Okay. Uh, not just lawyer well-being, but also law student well-being. Uh, we have been working very hard uh, over the last couple of years to, uh, and has succeeded in creating a movement that spread around the country uh, where law firms, uh, legal employers, judges, law schools, uh, law students, and professors uh, are all talking about how we can improve the health and well-being of the profession, as well as help those members of the profession and those law students who are struggling right now, uh, whether it's struggles with some sort of substance addiction or struggles with mental health, we're trying to figure out ways to get them the help that they need and have been very successful in coordinating with uh, the state and local bars who have commissions on lawyers' assistance and very uh, excited about the fact that law schools around the country have good programs already, but they're improving them, and some of them are starting new programs just to meet this need. So we're very excited about what we're doing. We created a pledge for the legal employers. We have a, over 120 law firms, legal employers, huge, large, uh, 100 AM 100 law firms to a small three-person one in Butte, Montana that have signed the pledge. It's not one size fits all, uh, but it's important that we continue to talk about it uh, and literally every day uh, in remarks, not only in this country, but around the world, we've talked about it and how people uh, can get the help they need and feel comfortable that um, 
that the profession supports them. We've created a wonderful anti-stigma video that we will show to our uh, board tomorrow uh, with uh, stories from people who have recovered and are on that road to becoming healthier lawyers. So we're very excited about what's going on this year. Well, let me do a quick follow-up on the pledge, too. Uh, maybe uh, help us out with that. What, what does it mean, uh, the pledge? Well, uh, the pledge is a seven-part thing, and I won't go through all seven, but the, the goal is to make sure that uh, we, we get the word out and the law firms and legal employers, and it could be uh, government offices, it could be big law firms, small law firms, are committed to providing a healthier environment for those lawyers, looking at issues of how do we... Uh, to make sure that uh, even though social drinking is fine, how do we make sure that we spot uh, people who might have a problem? So sort of minimizing or de-emphasizing the uh, alcohol at events for, for firm lawyers. Uh, not completely eliminated, but make sure that there's some monitoring. Uh, make sure that people uh, are taking care of themselves. Know that there's ways to de-stress their lives, to um, get exercise, to uh, make things available, so uh, ability to break, leave your office, do things, get outside, wander around, refresh yourself. So those are all part of the culture as opposed to being just chained at your desk. So it's, a, it's an exciting thing. One of the reasons for doing it is to monitor our progress. So we're coming to the end of the first full year of this, and uh, we, I just got an email today asking for a report, just a voluntary report about how we're doing and what steps we're taking so we can continue to evolve and, and help others get better and help more firms join. So there's a plan to do some follow-up studies to kind of see where things are going to, so see if these, these measures have had an impact. That's the plan. Okay, excellent. Well, why don't we, uh, why don't we go next to immigration? Obviously, this is a uh, hot-button issue in the news uh, today, and, and I know that the ABA has been uh, very involved there getting information out. So uh, what's, what's the latest in immigration? Well, we have policy that uh, focuses on ensuring legal representation and due process rights for, for people who face adversarial removal proceedings in immigration court. Uh, and immigration-related policy touches on a number of other topics, including best practices relating to detention, uh, best practices related to enforcement, access to counsel, custody, assistance for unaccompanied uh, children. Uh, and we advocate strongly that the immigration court system not only be adequately funded, so it needs more funding right now, but that the immigration judges themselves should become Article I judges, which means they're independent from the control of the United States Attorney General. And we've been working on that for several years, and we're going to continue uh, to work on it. We also have had a great set of programs uh, that involve either direct or pro bono representation or pro bono coordinated or pro se, so assisting people with their own claims to take it to court at the border, including our uh, long-running South Texas Pro Bono Asylum Representation Project, which is called ProBar, uh, that helps uh, provide free legal services to immigrants and asylum seekers, particularly unaccompanied minors. We also have a SELA Academy that trains and helps uh, lawyers to participate in that kind of work. The Immigration Justice Project in San Diego, so right down the road from San Francisco, which provides legal orientation programs for detained adults and helps find free legal counsel for those detainees. 
Uh, and then we have a program that helps fight notarial fraud. So we're extending immigration consulting by people who are not trained to do it and are engaging in fraud. A big exciting thing that happened this year is uh, we had an overwhelming uh, number of folks want to volunteer from around the country to help, uh, to help people seeking asylum and particularly to help unaccompanied minors and, and the children that were separated and are still being separated from their families as we speak. Um, we needed to figure out a way to make that a systematic thing that really made a difference. So we were able to, with uh, some of our partners, obtain funding uh, to hire a pro bono coordinator, somebody that knows immigration law, uh, knows more than one language, very fluent in Spanish, very active and energetic young person who's from the Rio Grande Valley, which is where uh, she's working out of, but her program is broader than that. The, she's trying to coordinate assistance for lawyers all over the country. Uh, because if you uh, get released, your immigration case follows you, whether you move to Spokane, Washington, or Portland, Oregon, or Cleveland, Ohio, and we need to mobilize lawyers in those cities and train them to become good uh, pro bono lawyers to assist these people for free. Uh, and it's very exciting work. Uh, she's been on board uh, for, her name is Laura Pina, she's been on board for about a month or two, and she's really making great strides. So we look forward to continuing to do that work. And how can, uh, how can some of our listeners out there looking to get into immigration find her? Well, they can go to uh, our website, look at the Commission on Immigration. So ambar.org uh, slash uh, immigration should get you to the Commission on Immigration uh, webpage. People can also help not only volunteering their time, but if they're not lawyers, they can donate um, to help the good works that we do in the immigration. So you go to the Fund for Justice and Education, which is on our website, and, and donate. And we've had a significant number of people who are not lawyers donate over the past year, which is a very uplifting and heartwarming thing to see. So I think last time we caught up with you at ABA Media in Las Vegas, there we were on the back, at least California was on the back side of some fires and you know, obviously natural disasters have been in the news uh, recently and they will continue to be in the news because it will continue to happen. But uh, we talked a little bit about your program, trying to get much needed legal resources to people that were having a hard time suffering from some of these natural disasters. And I wanted to get an update on, uh, on that programming. Well, we've, uh, unfortunately, we've, we have had a couple of years of significant natural disasters. And as we talked in Las Vegas, our Young Lawyers Division has an agreement with FEMA that when an area has been declared a natural disaster, that they are the first responders for the legal site to go in and set up pro bono hotlines to coordinate the efforts for local attorneys uh, to assist people who are victims of the disaster in their area. Uh, we also have worked with state Supreme Courts uh, on what we call the Katrina Order. Uh, it was developed uh, in the aftermath of Hurricane Katrina to provide an ability for lawyers who were not licensed to practice in a certain state under the, a short-term order to actually do pro bono work in that state in the area of uh, filing out FEMA claims, uh, FEMA appeals, landlord-tenant claims, all the things that come out of a natural disaster. And some of this work you can actually do from your own desktop and uh, you don't have to travel several hundred miles to get to the disaster site. So armchair volunteering? 
armchair volunteering under ABA Free Legal Answers. There you go. There you go. Awesome. Awesome. So my last or second to last question, substance-wise, is member benefits. I know this has been a, uh, a peak issue for you for you all at the ABA uh, going forward, trying to boost the membership base, uh, trying to offer some better programming to attract uh, new followers and membership. So uh, I know that there's been a lot of work there, and, and we've certainly heard a little bit, but uh, what's the latest and greatest? The latest is on May 1st, we began offering our members new benefits, uh, more personalized content, uh, for uh, meeting the members' preferences, better communications, and a streamlined due structures for all of our members. The goal was designed to help lawyers at every stage of their careers to build their practices. And the new benefits are also available to law students and other members of the association, so not non-lawyer professionals or affiliated professionals. Some of those benefits include uh, the ability to either join or access uh, the uh, law practice division and the solo small firm and general practice division at no additional cost. So that's part of your base membership dues. All members will have access to the significant content that we've generated from all of our sections, divisions, and entities. Each one of those uh, entities has agreed to give two to five pieces of cutting-edge content, online pleas, podcasts, that sort of thing, for free. Uh, we have also have a great Center for Professional Responsibility. Significant amount of their content has been made free as part of the membership dollar. And we've opened up to date 400 online cutting-edge CLEs as part of your membership. Uh, so those allow you to get your continuing legal education credit, and we also assist you with making sure that uh, you get the credit at your state bar where a number of the states required mandatory continuing legal education, so we help facilitate that process. So we are very excited about the number of benefits that we are offering in this new package. Uh, we've streamlined the due structure to five different price points. The really exciting point is uh, zero through four years, it's level at $75, uh, and then it goes up, slowly goes up based on the years of experience. And if you're in a solo or a small firm, so five or less lawyers, if you're a government lawyer, a public sector lawyer, a judge, your dues, once you get through the first four years, will be $150 flat rate, regardless of the number of years of service. So that is an exciting thing. It's particularly exciting for our more rural practitioners, a significant number of our new lawyers coming out. These are the types of products that are designed to help them move through their practice from beginning lawyer to more experienced like myself. Is it too early to ask if uh, some of these measures have been working? Uh, it's We've only been at it for a few months, but we see some very positive signs that, that renew, a lot of renewed interest in the association, a lot of people that may have gone away are now coming back, and a number of new members are joining at this point. Don't have the numbers right now because it's too early to tell what the early signs, but the early signs are very, very positive. Well, I know you have a busy day, so I just have one last quick substance question for you. So as the sun sets on your Big Sky presidency, obviously, because you're from Montana, we got affectionately call your presidency the Big Sky presidency. So as the sun sets and uh, on, on your tenure here as a leader of the American Bar Association, and all of a sudden you're going to be handing off this gavel to your successor, uh, a president like Judy Perry Martinez, what is the first thing you're going to do uh, when you get a little extra time off? Well, the first thing I'm going to do is uh, we're going to head home. We're going to pick up our two dogs, and we're 
going to sit on the back porch and look at those mountains and look up at the big sky over the top and just take a deep breath uh, and look back at all the rewards and the positive things we've had over the past 20 years. Uh, and then I'm going to get up and go to work at my office the next day for a while and catch up uh, with some of the things that I've sort of uh, missed this past year. But we are looking forward to just hanging out and taking advantage of some of the hiking and fishing and camping that we can do in Montana. Excellent. Well, it looks like we've reached the end of the road for our episode today, but I want to thank our guest president, Bob Carlson, for joining us today. Thank you, sir. You're welcome. Thank you. I appreciate what you do. And if our listeners, they have questions, want to follow up with you, how can they find you? They can find me right now at uh, bcarlson at cpklawmt.com. Excellent. Also want to thank our listeners for tuning in. If you like what you heard, please rate and review us in Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or best yet, your favorite podcasting app. Until next time, I'm Lawrence Coletti. Thank you for listening. If you'd like more information about what you've heard today, please visit LegalTalkNetwork.com. Subscribe via iTunes and RSS. Find us on Twitter and Facebook. Or download our free Legal Talk Network app in Google Play and iTunes. The views expressed by the participants of this program are their own and do not represent the views of, nor are they endorsed by, Legal Talk Network, its officers, directors, employees, agents, representatives, shareholders, and subsidiaries. None of the content should be considered legal advice. As always, consult a lawyer. Thank you.